This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Covered in Pet Hair, a boozy show for pet lovers on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with a co-founder that is putting the work into finding rescue homes and better situations for working dogs. I will tell you all about him and introduce you as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Zarada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with a pet parent, a working dog rescuer. He's a jujitsu black belt. He's an adventure seeker, a coffee lover, and a fitness fanatic. He's originally from Dallas, Texas, currently lives in Thousand Oaks, California. He's husband to Galena, dog dad to beat PDK9 German Shepherd, whose name I believe is Navy. Is that right? Correct. He's a, uh, we're going to call him pain in the ass, German Shepherd Navy. <laughs> I have, a pain in the I have a pain in the ass border collie over here. And if you hear her hacking, it's because she has nerves and that's what she does. So I apologize to my audience if you hear any background noise from my nervous Nelly dog. And he's also cat dad to Monchi, an American snowshoe cat. He is co-founder and chief technology officer of Mission Canine. He's Bob Bryant. Welcome, Bob. It's so great to have you on the show. Greetings, everybody. So nice to be here. Hallucinations and salutations. Feel free to ask me anything that you want to, and I will eloquent gracefully. That is amazing that I plan to ask you a bunch of stuff and tell a lot of stories because this is a this is a mission, Mission Canine, after my own heart. My, my husband is an army officer, and we had a dog named Radar, who was a retired military working dog who he had when he was deployed to South Korea. So Radar was a little Pomeranian mix, very similar to this dog right here, that stuffed animal. And he was a tiny little thing, and his job in Korea was battalion mascot. So he was not actually a war dog, a combat dog, a canine. He was all about soldier morale and he did such a good job of that. So I love learning that you are taking on these super important pets, dogs, working dogs and creating them 
and opportunities for them to become pets and retire gracefully as everyone should. But before we get into the mission and everything that it entails, I want to introduce our drinking game today. So everybody participating in our drinking game at home, anytime you hear this word. The secret word is mission. Take a drink of whatever you're enjoying. We won't know what the word is. We're just going to have our conversation, but this will keep you engaged and it'll be a great way to hydrate if you're just having water or get a little tipsy if you're having something stronger. But please be over 21 to partake in the U.S. Bob Bryant is a former police cadet, so be on your best behavior and make sure you never drink and drive and always drink responsibly. So what is your drink of choice, Mr. Bryant? Probably going to be Diet Dr. Pepper for right now. Uh, I, I'm a former wino. I don't drink a lot of wine anymore, but uh, Dr. Pepper tends to die. Dr. Pepper tends to keep me hydrated, keeps me happy. When I do go out and have a drink, I'll have a whiskey, I'll have a margarita, maybe have a vodka tonic with lime. I used to have a $250 a week bar bill with vodka tonics and lime back in the 90s, but that was a long time ago, and Bob's a better boy now. <laughs> That, that's a pretty hefty bar bill. I will say that. I like to drink at home because I keep the bar bill down. Uh, my husband is a great bartender and I make okay drinks. Today, I made myself a sangria, a homemade sangria. I used one of my kids' fruit cups for this and it actually worked out great. So cheers, Bob. Thank you so much for being my guest. Cheers. And I'm actually using a Special Forces Ranger Airborne last today in honor of our conversation my husband is airborne i don't know if i can class that 82nd airborne division salutations to to anybody who knows what that is but i want to introduce our our show today and 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 i'm so passionate about this topic because i love dogs and obviously i am aligned with the military inevitably through marriage so i want to play a game called mission five r's and i was doing a little digging about what your organization mission canine does and there were five r's that stood out to me so i'm going to give you the r word and you're just going to quickly very quickly summarize what it is you do with respect to that word are you ready to play i'm ready are you ready that's the question. i'm ready you've trained your whole life for this well at least the past 10 years for this so i have no that's doubt right. that you're gonna do so well all right the first one is rescue rescue mission canine is committed to rescuing any military working dog contract working dog or other working dog that served mankind or womankind in some capacity. Fantastic. Reunite. We prioritize reuniting working dogs with handlers that they've served with. So in the last 10 years, we've reunited over 640 military working dogs with their former handlers. You can see many of that on uh, in Google just by searching for Mission Canine Reunion. Amazing. And those always bring tears to our faces because the excitement from both parts are is just so like tangible. Next one is rehome. We will rehome any dog that does not have a designated handler. And that's quite a few of them. We've rescued over 1,300 dogs in the last 10 years. So there's been about eight or 900 adopted in the public that did not have handlers. Amazing. Rehabilitate. Rehabilitate. These dogs train like athletes and they work like athletes all their lives. It grinds their bodies to a nub. We provide them with whatever care is necessary to uh, handle any health problems, any vet problems 
that would keep them from living a normal, active, content, retired life. And last one, repair. Oh, repair. Oh, no, repair, kind of the same thing. There's still, it's back to the athlete things. Between repair and rehabilitate, we take care of anything these dogs have mentally or physically, and we do it well. That's amazing. And I know that it's not cheap. So that no, is not. why a lot of times nobody else steps up to do this for these pets is that, or these animals. Is that right? That's true. And what's sad is the majority of our public wants every dog to come home. They want every dog to get transported and have a loving home. But when we say we need the money for veterinary care for this dog, sometimes it's crickets. They're happy when they get home, but after that, it's like, eh, somebody else's problem. So we're hoping to raise the awareness of the need to keep repairing these soldiers after their service. They don't get VA benefits. They get nothing without our help. And you just referred to the animals as soldiers. Yes, I do. They, they are soldiers. They perform with the soldiers. They perform as a soldier. They are military members' best friend. They protect them from all those things that go bump in the night and they'll take it before the military guy does. Ugh, I just got chills from that. It's so true and such important work. And, and what you're doing is so important for that same reason. So how many dogs did you say your organization has touched at this point? Uh, we've rescued over 1,300 dogs since 2013. Of those, over 640 have been reunited with handlers that they served with. That's amazing. That's so important. It's, do they have a very specific bond with these handlers? Is that the best case scenario? Yes, it is. Because these handlers, I mean, they literally, they're sleeping, they're eating, they're working, they're 24-7 with these dogs when they're in country uh, on an assignment. And, you know, they realize when they get into the service that this dog is not theirs. It belongs to the U.S. military or a contractor that's assigned to it. And when it's over, dog gets pulled away. Did you know that a military dog can have up to five handlers in its career? Then the military inherently will decide which handler gets to take the dog. But regard, it's normally the last handler. Mm -hmm. But in many cases, whoever gets the dog, they're open to all the other handlers coming and visiting if they want to. It's done. No, it's my dog. You stay away now. Uh, it's come on over. Let's play. Yeah. What is the usual age of retirement for an average military working dog? Nine to 11. I've seen some as old as 13, some as young as four or five that are washouts for various reasons, either nervousness, PTSD, maybe some sort of medical condition. We've seen the gamut up, but I would say nine to 10 is average. What inspired you to start this organization? Well, uh, believe it or not, my desire was to, at that time, was to help a nonprofit organization that was doing similar work to Mission Canine become successful. I, I work in credit card processing. That's where I make my living. I provide processing, primarily e-commerce companies. And I approached a group that was pre-Mission Canine and said, hey, ladies, I can raise your money. All you have to do is put this offer in front of your uh, people that like you and they'll do business, I'll share revenue. They agreed, we did, it worked, but then it was time to grow. And their executive director at the time didn't believe in spending any money on advertising, and you really have to get your name out there. And she didn't want to do it. And as a result, in a few months, she ran out of money. And she went and got a real job, closed down the org, and my partner 
now Kristen Maurer and uh, Louisa Kastner, our other partner, reached out to me and they said, hey, this is too good a thing. We want to start a new organization. We don't want to stop this. This is back in 2012. I had fell in love with the work at that time and I said, sure. So if you'd have told me I'd be rescuing dogs back in 2010, I told you you were insane. But uh, it's been a it's it's been quite a ride. But uh, we've been uh, very successful, and we have our donors to thank for that. That is amazing. It's so important. I'm so glad that you all stepped up to take over that important work. So, what issues are you seeing today, right now, 2023, with these dogs? Well, with contract working dogs, uh, let's take a little bit of an aside here. The difference between a contract working dog and a military working dog is only who owns the dog. The military owns military working dogs. Contractors, private third parties own the contract working dogs. Those dogs can be deployed to the military. They're often uh, deployed to other countries to serve as port, uh, you know, explosives checking at ports, drugs, uh, things like that. Okay, you got to draw me back in here. I just had a huge brain fart. What was your question? (laughs) So what issues are you seeing right now? You've been issues, doing this issues, for issues, 10 issues. years. Yeah. So what are you seeing right now? Actually, I'm seeing a little bit better. Back in 2016, at that time, President Obama signed an addition to the National Defense Authorization Act, which included in it a provision that the military would bring dogs home from abroad when they retired overseas. Well, the military pushed back against this for years, and they never did it, which means that if a corporal wants to adopt his working dog, as that dog is, say, in the, in Guam, it's going to cost $7,000. Mm-hmm. That corporal doesn't have $7,000. What we've seen, though, in the past few months is the military has now finally decided that this is the law. We have to do some of this, and we're seeing more cooperation. Uh, the Air Force, just for, you mentioned your husband served in Korea. We just had two uh, working dogs come from Korea that the Air oh. Force flew to flew to Seattle for us, but then the transportation stateside still on us. And they don't always do it, but we're seeing better cooperation from the military. And a lot of the kennel masters now reach out to us directly rather than leading to a service member to do it. You'll say, hey, this dog is dispositioned to be retired. You know, are you aware of this? And so we've gotten a much better relationship with the, with the military now, and it's been very beneficial. That's so important. I'm so happy to hear that. Well, I want to dig a little deeper about how you operate, where your donors find you, and what those donations really do. But we need to take a break right now. Let's listen to our sponsors. And when we come back, Bob is going to give us the inside scoop on why we should be supporting this organization. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back with Bob. Molly, here's your dinner. Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. 
Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Rada, and today I'm speaking with Bob Bryant, who does not have a military background, but is the co-founder of a super important military-adjacent organization called Mission Canine, where they rescue military working dogs, contractor dogs that have been deployed, involved in combat, done tons of very important work on behalf of our humans here in the United States. And then they retire and don't really have a place to go always. So, Bob, I want you to tell me, we've talked about the organization, how it came to be, but now I want to dig in to the donations and what donations allow you to do for these dogs. So I'm going to give you a minute on my handy dandy clock here, and I want to play a game called Donation Station. And I just, in that one minute, I want you to tell me what kinds of things you do with the donations that you get on behalf of these dogs. Are you ready to play? I'm ready. Question is, are you ready? I'm so ready. Push Three, the button, two, baby. one, go. All right. The first thing your listening public needs to know is that of $1 you give us, 93 cents actually goes to the work. We truly are no profit. Nobody rides first class. Nobody sleeps in five-star hotels. These ladies that run this organization, they sleep in the van in roadside parks. Your donations go to fund the rescue and transport of military and contract working dogs, police canines here in the United States, TSA dogs, dogs in Mexico, Tunisia, Jordan, all over the world, wherever there's working dogs. They bring them home. Your donations help to repair these dogs, and they help to fund our operations for another month. Amazing. You didn't even go to one minute. Congratulations. Most people go way beyond the minute. <laughs> well, I, I, I've learned I've learned in my later life when it's time to shut up. <laughs> that is a good skill to have for sure. Okay, so I saw on your website that some of these dogs come to you with some significant health issues. Yeah which obviously your organization takes care of. What are we looking at in terms of veterinary bills, especially now with the rising cost of veterinary care? Well, right now, just for normal veterinary care, no super-duper emergencies, we spend about $30,000 a month on veterinary care for our dogs. Now, we have several dogs at this point that have osteoarthritis that are needing to have total hip replacements. Most people will just say, well, just put the dog down. The dog has no quality of life. They're wrong. I've seen these dogs bounce back and act like puppies after hip replacements. So hip replacements, we see a lot of uh, joint surgery. I mean, these dogs literally wear themselves out doing, doing the work that they do. Uh, in fact, the cost of senior care alone is about $600 a year. And that's something that we require of our adopters is that they be able to afford the cost of care. It's so important. Absolutely. And how do you find your adopters? How do you choose them? Is there like a pretty significant selection process? Yes, there is. Uh, our adopters apply through our website. Uh, their application is vetted by one of two of our adoption coordinators that review all the details. The biggest thing we find uh, in problematic, uh, that makes adoptions problematic, is that many of our adopters that want to bring a military dog in their home have other pets. 
most working dogs don't like other animals. And it's hard to tell somebody with a big heart and a big pocketbook that's got five dogs, I'm sorry, we can't adopt you because it's just not, it's not good for the dog. Also, people have fussed at me, hey, well, Bob, well, where's pictures of all the dogs? We post pictures routinely when we get a new dog in, but the problem is if I post a picture of a dog, we'll get 100 applications for that dog, and none of them will be qualified because they like the way the dog looks. But we have about a 98% success rate with our adoptions. So we, we visit with these people. Our dogs are retired. They're not to be worked anymore except for fun. I mean, they can still find stuff for fun. My dog, Navy, he's found me all kind of drugs in parks around here. It, it's hilarious what it would have come up with. He found a crack pipe and crack taped under uh, the drawer of a motel room up in uh, Utah when I was driving back with him from, from Canada. He kept pawing at the drawer. And I said, what's wrong with you? There's, and I looked under it. And I said, oh, I called the manager. I said, uh, you might want to come take a look at this. And he oh. came in there and I, and I said, I think your maid's been having a little fun in the afternoon. He was just, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So just, you know, get it out of here. You know, it's better that you know than don't know. Right. So right, right. You find, yeah, they don't work. Also, they cannot be used as service dogs. Don't try to pimp out a retired military dog for your service dog. The dog does nothing for you. It's right. not a real service dog. Uh, right. that's, so that's a sure way to not get an adoption. Oh, I need a service dog. You know, if you truly need a service dog, you get a dog that's trained to do what you need help with. Correct. Thank you. Preach. That's right. Absolutely. We check vet references. We check with our neighbors. We make sure they're employed. We want to make sure that when I use the word quality individuals, I just want to make sure that we don't have people that adopt our dogs that are not able to afford the cost of care, that are going to be gone 18 hours a day. The dog's going to be stuck by themselves. These dogs have to have stimulation, uh, especially Belgian Malinois Ooh. will eat your house if you leave them at home alone and you don't give them stimulation. Yes, I have, a, I have, no, no, you're fine. That's perfect. I have dog trainer friends that refer to Belgian Malinois as dragons. So I think that that's, I mean, that's all you need to know. Oh, about they're, that fur, they're fur missiles. They're maligators. Maligators. Exactly. They are. Yeah, we call very maligators and fur missiles. <laughs> and they are the velociraptor of the German shepherd family. They really are. And a lot of these dogs have never lived as pets. So is there like a process to them kind of acclimating to the home life? That's what we do down at the ranch. Uh, we individually bring these dogs in and out of the house that's down there where our kennel masters reside. Uh, we teach them how to stay in the house. We potty train them. We teach them how to just be a dog. Now, a lot of people say, well, how do you cure them of their PTSD? The answer is you don't. You learn the triggers and you avoid the triggers. Mm. And that dog will be pretty happy. That is so important. So tell me about your facility in the, in the Houston area. Sure. Our facility is in Magnolia, Texas on Veterans Road. Uh, we have approximately four acres uh, where we have a three-bedroom ranch house. We have a separate kennel where we have housing for up to 60 dogs. These dogs have 30 by 30 play yards uh, that they go out in the daytime when it's not too hot. When it does get too hot, though, they've got air conditioning. We socialize the dogs. We see how they work with other dogs. We even have a test cat every once in a while. <laughs> so we can see if they like, uh, if they like kitty for dinner. 
most of them, most of them would enjoy the side order of kitty with their kibble. So we have, we kind of have to watch that, but, um, they get interaction, they're played with. I mean, they get all the stimulation that they're used to getting. Plus, we get a better idea of what pushes their buttons. Mm. Maybe they're crate aggressive. I've got one dog I can walk up to his crate, and he wants to eat me alive. But you open the door, he's your best friend. Right. It's something about the, it's the fence. Yeah, same thing with the fence. We've got fence fighters. They'll eat each yep. other up to the fence, but you open the gate and just, hi, yep. you know, here I am. Yeah. dogs. So important. So do all of your dogs start at the facility in Magnolia? Well, any military working dog that we are reuniting with a service, former service member, those dogs do not go to the ranch unless the service member can't pick them up immediately. The dogs we just took to Korea, we have a two handlers that have PCS'd or permanent change station for those that don't know what that is to, uh, to South Korea and their dogs had retired here and they wanted them. So Kristen and Louisa uh, flew them as excess baggage to South Korea two weeks ago. Wow. So, yeah. That is amazing. That is so cool. What kinds of jobs do these dogs have so people can have a better idea of mm -hmm. why they're not really pets until they become pets? Okay. Let's give you a few normal jobs and a couple of really unusual jobs. Okay. We have explosive detection dogs, which do exactly what the name implied. We have drug detection dogs. Same thing. Then we have combination dogs that are patrol and explosive or patrol and drug. These are bike trained dogs that will attack. Most police canines fit into this category. Most military working dogs are bike trained. Very few are just, you know, single, single purpose detection dogs. Um, we have dogs in the United States that are contract working dogs that work in citrus orchards. What do you think they do? I have no idea. These dogs are trained to find citrus disease. They run in orchards all day long and they will alert on any tree that has a disease presence in it. The orchard, I don't know what you call an orchard keeper, an orchardman or fruitman or, or whatever you want to call it. You know, you take out one tree instead of letting the bugs eat all the orchard. We have uh, bed bug detection dogs. And one real cool dog, I want one of these kind of dogs. A dog that detects money in prisons. They wow. look for currency. They're cash dogs. They sniff out money. You want to take them to the beach and the park, don't you? That's right. That's <laughs> right. I want to take them to the beach. Let them find some money. And then we have, and then the Jack Russell Terrier does a very unusual job for the military. I don't know if they're still using it or not, but they used to. What do you think a Jack Russell Terrier searches? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I mean, they can search well, anything. Military, come on, you're a military mama. Think tight and cramped. They're, 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 they're dorms? They're, they work they... For, no, they work for the Navy. Come on. Oh, they work for the, oh, oh, submarines? Mm -hmm. They search for drugs on subs. Wow, that is very specialized. When the Jack Russell comes on board, sailors get nervous. Because sailors are on submarines for like extended periods of time. Exactly. So they so have you some never, stashes. You never know. Uh, we've also, we've also, uh, so some dogs also do some different things. Uh, we've got dogs that are, that were, you know, had a couple of uh, guide dogs that we've placed over the years, different things. But the majority of the dogs we place are bomb and explosives dogs. And a lot of them have seen actual combat, correct? Oh yeah, definitely. The ones later, the, the ones we're getting later on now haven't seen as much, but 
Once that we're getting back now, we're super excited about, and I think your listeners and viewers will be excited about this. There were some contract working dogs, unfortunately, that were forced to be left behind in the Afghanistan troop drawdown two years ago. We have been negotiating with an on-ground group over there that negotiates with the Taliban, and we have, through their help, have been able to secure the release of about 40 of these dogs, and we're starting to get them back. We brought four home so far, and we're working to get more. And oh these are, they're okay, they've got some health problems, but, you know, we're happy that they're coming out alive. Yes, that's so, I mean, truly mind-boggling and fantastic news, absolutely. So how can my audience support this amazing mission? Okay, remember that 93 cents of your dollar actually gets used. The only thing that's done with the other seven cents is I advertise with it to get another 93 cents. That's important. Uh, you can donate to us on our website, our mission, k9rescue.org. You can also donate through Facebook if you want to. And your money is never wasted. Uh, we're thankful for every dime we get. We operate on about $1.8 million a year. And people will say, oh, well, you can do everything you need for that. No. I could easily spend $4 million a year and not scratch the surface of what's needed. The day we never have to say no will be the happiest day of my life. Well, actually, the happiest day of my life will be when every dog is brought home by their contractor or the military, and we're not needed. But I don't see that happening in my lifetime. Oh, my gosh. I am so honored that you took the time to chat with me today as a military spouse this just has just like a special place in my heart. Our soldiers need these dogs. These dogs do such a service for our armed forces. And it is only right to do something for them once their work is done. So thank you so much, Bob. I want to propose a toast to you and all of the military men and women out there. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you for helping the service members and their working dogs reunite. Thank you for doing all the things that you do for these working dogs. Here's to you. Cheers so much. You're welcome. Salute. Salute. I also want to propose a toast to my executive producer, Mark Winter. Thank you, Mark. I hope you enjoyed that show because I know I did. And to our audience, thank you so much for tuning in for these awesome conversations. I am so passionate about this. I hope you find a few dollars to send uh, to this organization. And if you have any kind of fundraisers on your Facebook for your birthday, consider Mission K9 Rescue for your fundraising goals this year for your birthday and tag me so I can donate to your cause. Thank you again for checking in with me and my guests. Here's to a life covered in pet hair because there's no better way to live. Cheers. Cheers. To learn more about Covered in Pet Hair, please visit CoveredInPetHair.com or PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.